Hi guys, welcome to Conversation with Muse. This episode is going to be a treat. I have a dear friend, someone that I look up to, someone that just knows it all. And the funny thing is, um, on his Twitter, he has a quote that says, "If you don't have the, if you don't know everything, have the number to the person that does." And his phone number is that person for me. Welcome, help me welcome my dear friend, business owner, entrepreneur, Andrew Scott. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Um, so I do, I obviously, I have my own opinion of you, right? So, but I want you to kind of tell the people uh, a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do, just like briefly what you do, but more about yourself. More about myself. I do a lot. Um, that's what a lot of people are going to say. I do a lot. Uh, I own several businesses. Um, I give back to community through coaching. I coach basketball and, um, you know, always supporting friends and family, any, any endeavors or adventures that they do. Okay. All right. So you, you hit the nail on the head. So you said you own several businesses. How, how many businesses actually do you own or up until like, since you started doing businesses, how many would you say roughly? you've owned that I've been through uh good question about five or six huh five or six okay and have all five or six been successful at some oh, absolutely point absolutely not that that'll be that'll be a win but you know <laughs> for the most part about 90 percent. yeah 90 percent. okay so how did you first get started into business development and kind of building five businesses, really? Uh, so I got started when I was about 18, 19. I took a, I was very interested in business and I wanted to learn more about it. So I started taking the time out, going to like Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, every time I want to get off work. Um, at the time I was working at Sawgrass Mall at Nine West. I don't know if you, you know, yeah. people shop there, but <laughs> he's working at Nine West and I, there was a Books a Million right, right by the Nine West and Sawgrass. So I would take my time and I would read just all types of different business books, just learning how to get a business started, how to get it going, and what's necessary steps you need to take from there. Um, transitioning, I actually started my first business. I started with a group of friends and it was more so, people would classify it as party promoting. Um, but for me, it was like getting your feet wet and learning how to invest in something and try to get profit off of it. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, it was more so club promoting, party promoting. That started off turning into concerts to then expanding onto the next level uh, of, you know, storefronts and those things like that. Okay. Once the tax business and so, and so on. Okay. So you kind of just had a niche for business overall and then you started party promoting. Okay. Yeah. Um, side note, when did you know that business is what you wanted to do? I knew that probably from when I was like 15, 15, oh, okay. 16. Okay. So, um, I attended a school, I attended Piper high school. I was known as the guy that was always selling CDs, um, or selling something. I was always, there was always something I was selling at in high school. If you ask anybody that went to high school with me, they know they could come to me and get something whether it was even if it was sneakers i was always selling something okay. so business was something i've been doing for a long time 
Oh, that's amazing. Like, I see that, obviously, like I said, people, this is my friend. So I see that in you every day. It's always like hustle, 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 go, go, go. So you've had that since you were younger. You just kind of developed it now into something else. Yeah. Got it. So you mentioned that you have several businesses. Uh, One term that I would say describe you is a serial entrepreneur. Um, Would that seem fitting to you? Yeah, it's pretty fitting. Okay, and tell us what's your definition of a serial entrepreneur for those who don't know. Um, my definition of serial entrepreneur is for me, for and the way I do it is once a business gets to a certain level, a certain point, and I've I feel like I've maxed it to that point. And um, as far as the marketing side, as far as getting clients, bringing in new business. I'm always looking for the next business to to venture into or what else can go go co alongside with it or push or push another idea that I might have. Um, so for me, some people consider a serial entrepreneur as someone that just starts a business, goes on to the next, doesn't even like wait for that business to grow. For me, I wait for it to grow, get to where it needs to be, and then I start working on something else, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I do want to piggyback on something you said. You mentioned um, you mentioned being a business owner, being a serial entrepreneur, but also knowing when to maximize, right? When do you, at what point, because you've been through five, you said you have five businesses, some successful, some haven't been successful, but speak to me a little bit more about, like, even you mentioned also marketing. That's I think that's what I want to get to, marketing. Yeah, Let's start there. Um we're a marketing company, right? So we always try to pick the brains of everyone to kind of see how they do marketing, et cetera. You, how you do marketing is super interesting to me, um, even back when you used to do party promoting. So if you can just speak a little bit about what, because correct me if I'm wrong, you didn't go to school for marketing or anything like that, right? No. Um, kind of just read books and just kind of winged it, right? Yeah. Okay, so from that perspective, speak to me about what marketing means to you and your business and kind of how you go about marketing. So marketing for me, um, pretty much marketing for me is everything. No matter what business I'm in, I always try to figure out what I can do to bring clients in. Um, whether that's through virtual, through a, you know marketing online or in person, I just try to figure out what's going to be the best method to bring the most people. Um, so take, for instance, uh, with party promoting, I spent a lot of time realizing that everyone was doing the same thing, the flyer, the flyer, the flyer, the flyer. Um, when we first kicked off with Masterminds uh, Marketing, that was myself, uh, a few other members with, uh, I don't know if people know, you know, Slim City, DJ Donhot, um, Errol Vasco. My goal for that, or my role for the company was trying to figure out how can we maximize on the marketing. So at the time, there was no Instagram ads or Facebook ads yet or stuff like that. So we found different um, programs and stuff stuff like that that we could run where it would literally take all of our friends, all of our followers, and just paste a flyer on their page. After that, it was starting to get watered down. I said, you know, well, I partnered up with one of our, you know, good friends, Edward Burke. He does some of the best, you know, video work in the whole country, um, shit, in the whole world. I mean, he he runs all the video work for Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union now. Um, so I partnered up with uh, Edward Burke and 
he started making us videos. We were one of the first promoters out there really doing videos like that. Um, so then we started pasting videos on everybody's page mm-hmm. with a, just an automated bot. And this um, was, and it, if we give people a timeline, this was over probably, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, this was like, we're talking about like 2008. So you this know? is before people were heavy on Instagram and doing all this video stuff, on heavy on Facebook posting videos. So you guys were really like uh, in that space, a trendsetter is what I'm hearing. Yeah, we were ahead of the game. Like people weren't doing that on the level that we were doing it yet. Um, the only other people I would say that were near us or close to us on that level at the time or was already, you know, devoured it was the uh, 400 Club. Okay. So 400 Club was a, you know, group of guys that were promoting on South Beach. Um, they had all, most of the top events going on on South Beach. But other than that, people really weren't doing videos, videos, as per se, on everything they do. And, yeah, it was early. Now it's, it's normal. Yeah. If you don't see a video for something, it's like. What are they doing? You know what, coaching in basketball, like, if you don't see a video of a kid or a game, it's it's going to be, like, weird. Like, people find it weird nowadays. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up basketball because at the top of the conversation, you mentioned that you do coaching, mentor in the community. Um, in business and in basketball, I'm sure there are similar principles, right, where you're building a team or leading a team and especially being a coach, you're really leading a team. These are kids. And um, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about you coaching, because the, my next question I want to get into is how do you as a leader, a leader in business, how that translate in other places? So um, talk to us a little bit about basketball and then um, we'll get into what does it mean to be a good leader? Because all of what you do requires that for you to be a leader at a top quality um basketball so basketball is just i have a passion for it i'm always watching it it's um whether it's nba college high school basketball for me though is seeing the kids grow develop i've had relationship with some kids where i started coaching back in 2007 about 2007, um, first coaching in all the city leagues around here from Sunrise to Plantation. Um, then I grew and decided that, you know, some of the kids I was coaching, they wanted the opportunity to play travel basketball. For those of you that don't know, travel basketball can be very expensive. It's anywhere from 1000 to $2,000. You know, that's going to cost you per year um, for your child. On, on top of all the trips that you have to pay for. Every time you go to out of town, you got to pay for the hotel. You got to do all that. And that's not even including you as a parent if you're going to go to the trips. So it becomes a little costly, uh, a little pricey, I should say. Um, so I started my own program where I was like, look, I had a bunch of kids. They really, really wanted to get a team. So I was looking for a way to get them in their own travel program because their parents, you know, not they, they didn't have the money like that to uh, sign them up for these other teams. So as that grew, it grew into me also mentoring these kids. Um, some of these kids, you know, they come from single parent homes. Um, and for me, I grew up without uh, my real father. Um, I had a stepfather, of course, but it, I, I understand what some of these kids have to go through. You know what I mean? Because all these parents, I should say, more so, because some of these parents are growing up, are growing these kids without enough help. They, they don't know what their kid's doing while they're at work. They don't know... Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't have enough time to keep track of their grades. So the mentoring side for me became where I'm also keeping track of their grades, um, making sure they're staying out of trouble, um, you know, sometimes even making sure that they get home 
after school because their parent might be at work. So it became coaching and then it turned into mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, where it started, how, it, how it's grown. Now it's grown to the level where now I'm a high school coach uh, uh, for varsity head coach for Somerset Academy Pines. Um, it's way west, way west, far as the, you can go, US 27 and pretty much Pines. But I just brought the school as first district title this year. So it was a big, big year. We uh, made history. Yes. <laughs> Shouts out yeah. to you. Yeah, it was my fifth year. So, you know, they all love me at the school now. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a big win because, again, when I say mentor, when it's like, oh, you're my, it's not a joke. Like, we are, like, I've known you for a long time. We met through business and we've had countless conversations um, about life. And, a lot of times some of our general conversations seems like I'm being mentored, but you don't know that, but I've learned so much from you. So when you talk about mentoring the kids and um, making sure that their grades are good, it's something that I see all the time, you know? Um, so shout out to you for that. I do want to ask you though, how does that translate? How does some of those principles that you have translate into even business, being a business leader, you are, you have over five companies, you've had over five companies, you have a several, several companies now that you have employees. How are you, um, what is it that it takes to be a good leader, um, and do it effectively and efficiently? Cause everybody want to be a quote unquote boss, right? Um, yeah but everybody can't be the boss, but what does it take to be a good leader? Uh, it takes a lot of time, a lot of uh, empathy, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, being a boss isn't just, oh, you do this, you do that, you do this. Um, you have to connect with your employees. It's something that you learn over time something that you have to learn how not how to connect with your employees but not be a pushover um you also have to be able to lead by example um some of my businesses i mean there's been days even i took every business serious even as something as simple as club promoting i took it serious like i didn't i didn't want to make mistakes i didn't want to say i'm gonna take a day off i mean there was a time where um slim and i we we drove the whole state of florida we went to every single college. <laughs> we did interviews with with random people at every single college, like because we had a whole skit vibe where we were doing videos. This is like I said again before the video thing was even big, and we went to every single school from UF, FSU, UCF, all the all the way down. I mean, down to even Barry University, FIU. Um, it was just something we took serious. Like it was like, I feel like anything you dive into, you have to take serious and you have to lead by example, of course. Um, um, pretty much as a leader, it, it shows like it, like even some of the kids I've coached now they've graduated high school and I'm seeing some of the things I've taught them they're doing right now. Um, I have one kid that I, you know, started out with, um, I started out with two kids, one Simi Ennis, one is Franz Blaze. Both kids are excelling right now. One's in college, one's not, but that doesn't matter. They're both excelling at what they're doing right now in life. Um, at 20 years old, one has straight A's, um, um, attending Broward college, been invited to national junior honor society, everything, every athlete he could get at Broward college will be going to 
possibly UCF, FSU, or FIU. The other one, he turned in to be a YouTube star. <laughs> like, oh, that's dope. He's bringing in cash every month, and it's just amazing. And he's he's dived into other endeavors, and he's just growing and building. And both call me still to this day for advice. Both tell me how much they've learned and and they've produced back into you know what they're doing currently. Mm-hmm. So I know that as a leader, it's not just about just leading because people will watch what you do and then they'll, it'll translate to them and whatever they decide to do. Yeah. Um, and obviously they'll do, you know, grow and do the same. So kind of like lead by example. So if you're the leader, then your team is going to kind of follow you and not just do their own thing. Um, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So I do want to pivot a little bit because you've had, um, and you, again, you have a couple of successful businesses. What are, for someone that's listening, right? Or someone that's just starting out or they just don't know, or it seems easy because on Instagram, you see everybody flashing like, oh, boss or owner, or I'm a, there's no workers anymore because all we're seeing online is everybody's leading, right? Everybody but, exactly. So for someone that's trying to get into the space and they just don't know what it takes, like, yeah, you hear the hard work and you often hear that it takes, um, someone that you see succeeding overnight, it's 10 years of work being put in. Right. And um, so mm-hmm. what would you say are some best practices for how to, how to start a business or where to start? Like, I know that I have a passion, so I have a passion for sh- like clothing, but there's a million online boutiques. Like what should I do to start? Or what should that person, that female that's working or that guy or whoever it is, what should they do? Um, or some best practices that you can give to someone listening? So obviously it first starts with an idea. Um, after you have that idea, the first thing you should do is do research. You don't just dive in. Um, research, research, research. Now research could be, like you said, let's do an example you said, let's say for clothing. Um, really into fashion, I'm really into clothing. Um, I wanna get into this. Now before I jump into it, I need to know what I'm jumping into. So I would, Personally, I would go dive in right away and see like, what's the average of people that start a boutique and and how well does it do in its first year? How well does it do in its first five years? Mm-hmm. Um, what do people normally do when they're marketing it? Um, what kind of website do I need? Am I building something with like a Shopify or, you know, do I need a location to start out with? I w- so I would research all all the costs, um, all what it takes, um, preparation, and then my local, then I would then research what's my competition in the area um, to see how, to see how pretty much I can dive in and how I'm going to market the business. Because before you know how you're going to market the business, you need to know every aspect of the business. So my biggest thing is trying to figure out every aspect of the business, how much it's going to cost, what's my budget going to be, how much do I have to spend for marketing? And if so, like what areas am I going to target and how am I going to execute? So the first thing I do is a lot, a lot of research. It, it could take you a month. It could take you two months, whatever the case may be. You don't just jump in and dive in because you need to know what hiccups might occur. Like you can't stop every hiccup because it's always going to be a hiccup in business. There's no way around it. Even if something as simple as even this, you know, 
video conference or podcast were on, you have a day where the internet might go out or something because Comcast decides to put it down or something. Like, you, never know. <laughs> you just never know. But I'm just saying, with businesses, always hiccups. So I'm not saying that you're going to be able to plan out everything is going to go perfect. I'm just saying that you need to have a plan, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, absolutely makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Um, I do want to ask you in regards to, because you just brought up marketing again and making sure that you know how much you have money to put aside for marketing. So just pivoting a little bit, why is, um, why is a marketing budget so important to a business? Because I know people are going to be like, oh, well, I have friends, I have family, they should be the ones supporting me. Oh, they should be posting or they should be helping me. Why is it important for any business to have a marketing budget set aside? Marketing is everything. Um, I've seen a lot of people fail in business um, that never had a chance because they didn't market it at all. Like I've seen friends or family friends or whoever open even a restaurant, never market it. Mm. Not once, never market it. And, and marketing for even, let's say something like a restaurant could be something as simple as just Signing up with uh, Uber Eats and Postmates. But the, if your mentality is like, oh, they're going to take 30 or 40% from me, 30 or 40% you would have put into your marketing anyways. Mm. Um, a lot of people look at things, you know, different, but, you know, you got to think about it. Like, and I'm just giving an example of restaurants because I know I've heard, I've overheard people talk about, you know, Uber Eats and the, uh, and what it does. Yeah. And post makes what it does to your business and what it takes away from your business. Mm -hmm. So most of them take 30 to 40%. If you're not marketing in any other way, why not? Just do it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, at least you're getting listed. Yes. Millions of people are always browsing Uber Eats or Postmates mm -hmm. um, or DoorDash. I'm not sponsored by either company. So I'm just <laughs> out there. DoorDash too. But any, any right, right share delivery, food service. Any right share delivery. So at the end of the day, it's like you have to figure out what you can do to market your business. Now, if that is going to be the Postmates Uber Eats route, then fine. If you're not going to go that route, you need to find something else that you will go, you know, and do because you cannot successfully run a business without marketing. Absolutely. Is what it is. Absolutely. And this is where I would implore people to have a marketing plan, sit to sit down with your team and decide where, what platforms you're going to be on because every platform is not for every business, right? There's so many platforms now. You have YouTube, you have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have Google. So just figuring out um, for your business what that platform looks like. Um, I do want to kind of ask you, because you said you started out in the party promoting and then uh, um, you've done other things. How do you know when to pivot? Because you spoke about that earlier, um, just kind of, you know, maximizing a business and then moving on. When do you know when to pivot? That's a tough one. So for some people, they don't have to pivot, I guess, yeah. you know, it all depends on you and the person that you are. Like I have other different goals than somebody else. Like sometimes I don't, ha I didn't have to pivot, but I did because I was trying to reach the next tier but I realized I've maxed out where I was at that point or that business. Mm -hmm. um, like if you worked for corporate and after time of being, let's say like a lawyer at a law firm, you might, well, lawyer is not a great example. Let's say like a nurse, you know, working corporate and you get to a certain point, 
you're going to get to a max where you're going to be capped out and they're going to say, well, you're at your max. Um, in business, I feel like you can get to a max too, um, where you are, you're going to have your best year ever, but you might never pass that anymore because you reached the ceiling. Mm-hmm. For me, that's when I usually say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to move on to something else or I need to move on to something else because if I have goals of, you know, let's say like Jay-Z, I have goals of becoming a billionaire or multi-billionaire. My titles at his max, my Rock Nation sports is at his max, my Rock Nation is at his max, and I'm still not a billionaire. I got to go into something else. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's a great example too, but that makes sense. Yeah, so. So pivoting is just kind of, understanding your goals, knowing that if you're not, if you've maximized where you are within a certain industry or space, then to get to the next level, which people will think, Oh, duh, but it's not necessarily because some people don't know when to pivot. Right. Some people don't know. Um, and this is kind of the dark side of it. Um, pivoting also isn't just about reaching that next goal. Pivoting is also something hit a wall and you can't get past it. So now you have to just change the course. You had a game plan to say, Oh, we're taking 95 North, but now you have to jump on the 75 or you have to jump on the turnpike. So, um, pivoting is in, I do want to second what you're saying. Pivoting is kind of seeing the next peg in your goals, but it's also, it may look ugly to pivot. And that's kind of like, damn, something happened here and I just have to switch gears. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Um, also I do want to know with all of your ventures and stuff, when do you know that, Ooh, I'm onto something big because obviously everybody has a great idea. You said it started with an idea. Everybody has a great idea and think that, Oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing whoop, 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 whoop. So when do you know that I'm onto something big? At what point does that happen generally? Um, I based it off the, the people, the people's reaction. Um, so after you get the business going, after you get it started, um, once you dabbled or got your, I should say, your marketing going and running, then I wait. I wait and I see how many calls will start coming in, how much people start, you know, let's say like in the boat rental business, how many people start purchasing rentals, how many calls are coming in a day, how many messages, how many emails, how much, you know, follower interaction and that's when you know that's when you can tell where okay this is gonna be the one okay all right cool. now um i do want to kind of have you speak a little bit about some of the businesses that you have now like educate the people on what you have going on because you have some really 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 cool things and i brag about you everywhere i go i'm like oh my friend's doing this oh oh, check this out so tell the people a little bit about some of the stuff that you have going on right now uh i'm going on right now so like i said a lot of people knew me for the club promoting business still got that but don't use it currently um then i transitioned into taxes which uh my company tax mine um that's been you know great endeavor um then i transitioned into squeaky clean squad that was and that is still currently going on it's uh it's different it's a residential and commercial cleaning now my new one my fun one the one everybody's uh into is i party boat rentals that one's uh growing fast Mm -hmm. started during a pandemic 
um, pretty much because I was, I've been getting family and friends and friends of friends and all that for the last year or two, always asking, hey, when are you going to take me out on a boat? Hey, when are you going to take me out on a boat? Hey, when are you going to take me out on a boat? Um, so I said, you know, before I start taking about a bunch of people during on the boat, especially during the pandemic where we're not supposed to be around a bunch of people, um, make a business out of it. Let them enjoy it with their family and their friends. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much one of the main things that you can do right now is going on the water. So that's taken off, like taken off, taken off. It's been pretty crazy, pretty, pretty busy. Um, we have jobs today. Um, it's gonna, it's, it's, it's going to another level, especially once we launch some of our new boats coming out within the next 14 days. Okay. I'm super proud of you because obviously a lot of some of these ventures I've seen you started and how they've grown and, you know, just kind of have been chopping up those conversations, like what should you do or how should you pivot or what should happen? So super proud of you for that. Um, I need to be on a boat because this is ratchet outside what's happening. Um, so, okay. I party boat rental. So on that note, uh, give us a little bit about your social handles, how people can reach you, where can they contact you for any one of your services? Um, especially I party boat rentals. Um, pretty much you can find us on IG for, for, if you want a boat rental, whether it's a yacht, jet ski, uh, boat, uh, follow our, our page, I party boat rentals. That's, uh, you can find us on Facebook or on IG that's I P A R T Y boat B O A T and then rentals R E N T A L S. Um, if you need residential commercial cleaning, of course, you can always, uh, find us at squeaky clean squad that that's either we're on IG or Facebook. Also, um, we can follow us on either one, um, set up an appointment. It's very simple. It's just, you know, follow us and we can get get back to you as soon as possible. You can also email us at squeakycleansquad at gmail or you can email us at, at ipartyboatrentals at gmail. Perfect. Um, and one last thing. What is some of the, what is what was the best advice that you've ever gotten um, in general, not just in business, but in life? What is the, what would you say some of the best advice that you've gotten? I've gotten a lot of good advice, but some of the best advice I've gotten was, um, I got advice to listen to Eric Thomas. I think that was one of the best advice I got. Eric Thomas, for those of you that know, is, is a big motivational speaker. Um, he, one of his biggest, I guess, uh, speeches that he did, or, you know, inspirational speeches, I should say, that he did was the, how bad, how bad do you want it? Mm, mm-hmm. I've listened to how bad you want it at least, at least a hundred plus times. Really? Yeah. Cause it's something I've put on for even my employees. Um, I put it on even for the, uh, kids that I coach. Um, how bad do you want it is a great example or a great video or inspirational video for people to understand how hard you have to work mm-hmm. in business for it to grow. Um, a lot of people see all these people, these companies and all these, you know, businesses that open up, but they don't realize how much work is put into it, how much sleepless nights or or days of like, you know, when you hear the stories of Bill Gates and those guys eating ramen noodles in their garage, you know, mm-hmm. um, it requires a lot of work and it requires a lot of like 
you know, mental toughness to push through times when it's, when it's hard times. Um, so yeah, how bad do you want it? Was a, was one of the best advices I, I received from someone that was like, you know, you got to push through, you got to push through, you got to push through. And I've also in turn with friends and family, I've pushed it onto them too also. Um, because it's, you know, you got to figure out ways to push through when you don't have the motivation some days, mm. some days you don't want to get up and go to work, you know, cause the good and the bad of being your own boss is that you have to find the motivation to get up early or go in for extra hours, even when you don't want to. So just because you have the ability to take off work because you are the boss mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you should. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. That was great advice um, because Lord knows some days I'm just like, I just want to stay in this bed, but you have to get up. You have to get up. I literally can speak to you all day um, because again, these are conversations we have all the time, but this was really, really great. Again, thank you so much, Andrew, for being a part. Thank you for um, giving us such great insight. Um, we'll have this conversation again in another angle, I'm sure sometime in the future. But for now, I really appreciate you being here. Um, check out his businesses, guys, because I'm telling you this, the, the boat rental thing is it's summertime, if, especially if you're in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach area. It's super, super dope. Um, and you rent yachts and all of this stuff. So you can you can rent a yacht or you can go party like if it's your birthday or something. Um, so check him out. Do you have any parting words for the people? Do you have any last words that you want to say? Um. I appreciate you inviting me on. Uh, I think you need to tell the people about you one of these days because I'm <laughs> proud of you too. Um, and how you, you know, handle marketing, how you've grown, all the stuff you've learned because I've learned a lot from you too. So one of these days, you might have to be on the other side, you know, so people can interview you. Probably, Other than probably. that, um, thank you guys. Um, stay tuned. She has a lot of big interviews coming up and it's going to be crazy. Thanks. I will speak to you later. All right.